Hey, it's Jed Hearn, host of Wizards, Warriors, and Words. If you're enjoying the writing advice on this show, you might like my new podcast, The Jed Hearn Show, where every week I share the best fantasy writing advice that I've learned from publishing three fantasy novels and a best-selling video game. There's over 12 episodes that you can listen to right away, including my top 10 fantasy books of all time, how to make fantasy names that don't suck, two rules that make writing effortless, and my complete summaries of Brandon Sanderson's and Neil Gaiman's writing classes, and much more. Check it out by searching for The Jed Hearn Show in your podcast app. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. I'm Rob J. Hayes, and uh, today I'm going to be reading to you from my new book, Spirits of Vengeance. Once mighty, twice broken, cursed hunter of the dead, both beyond and seeking, in service to the grave, a battle even by time forgotten. What words can mean, no words can say, a vow before God unbroken. Stained by sin, with ink run red, a purpose much thicker than water. A reflected face reveals the mirror's, mirror's truth, shattered into nothing but edges, familial ties, a mother's love, vengeance for all those beyond saving. All embers die, leaving ashen remains, yet dead sparks can be rekindled. A heart passed on, no flesh to bind, before gods and monsters waiting. Once killed, twice lost, a remnant beyond harness or taming, with vengeance for skin and purpose for soul, a fleeting memory of all that was taken. Prologue. The school burned. Konehashi, the fifth sage under heaven, paced through halls thick with flames and smoke. There was no saving his beloved academy now. The fires had spread too fast, unnaturally so. His students screamed at terrifying figures in the courtyard. His fellow teachers of a serpent wreathed in black fire. Leon Ryu had come for him. Everything was his fault, and he had to stop it. The fifth sage under heaven stepped from the flames of his burning school and out into the frigid night air. Snow and ash fell black and white into the courtyard, covering the ground with grey sludge underfoot. Across the sloshy ground and falling snow, just a dozen paces away, Leon Ryu waited for him. There were four of them, each one a monster. He's so ancient, said an immense woman, crouched on her haunches and straining at the confines of her hand food. 
two segmented spider legs reach over her shoulders, each one plucking at the air like the strings of an invisible coater. She smiled at him, and Konohashi saw serrated fangs glistening behind ruby lips. The old ones always taste of dust and lemons. The tall man beside her groaned. Must you always prattle on about eating? He had a perfumed beauty at odds with the surrounding wreckage and wore a woman's kimono. His long hair floated around his head and shoulders as though he were underwater, each braid tipped with a vicious metal barb. Quiet, said a hideously ugly man squatting on his haunches. Flames flew like spittle from his mouth when he spoke, and he leered at Konehashi with goggling eyes. He was bald and short, even in platformed wooden clogs, and his round, round belly poked out of his robe. Flames drooled from the corner of his mouth like saliva, melting the snow at his feet and scorching the ground black. This is the sagey sage we're here to find. He glanced sideways at the last figure. The last Unryu wore a white robe and said nothing. Dark smoke from the burning academy surged along the snow toward them, pooling beneath their robe and billowing out from their sleeves. Their hood was up, and there was nothing within but an empty void. Where is your master? Konahashi said. If he was to fight the Onryo, he would fight them all at once. He would defeat them once and for all, make them pay for their atrocities. Kanahashi took a few steps toward them. His years hung heavy on him, and his body ached from a fatigue only ancient boy, bo bones could know. His kimono was stained with soot and scorched by fire, his walking stick blackened by the flames. Despite his age, his key roared within him like an inferno that made the burning academy seem like a dying ember. The white-robed figure glided closer on a blanket of smoke. Golden swirls of winds and cloud patterning crawled along the road. Tell us where to find the final prison, Sage. A woman's voice scratched from the darkness of the hood. Never. He was the only one left who knew the location of the final prison. The sentry blade was dead. The killed crone was gone. The ticking clock was worse than dead. If the fifth Sage under heaven was to join them, so be it. He'd guard the secret to the grave just as they all had. The fat woman chuckled, her massive body shaking, and two more spider legs stretched out from behind her, tugging at fine strands of silk. I can make him talk, she said. The beautiful man sighed. Please, nosy thing. You always leave such a dreadful mess. The squat man stood up to his full, inconsiderable height, leering at the white-robed woman. He put you in charge of this mission, Crow. Flames spat from his mouth with each word. How do you want to play this? Smoke billowed out from the woman, creeping around the courtyard, winding between her companion's legs and staining the snow a dirty grey. Not all of your students escaped, Sage, she said. One of the smoky tendrils dragged a struggling boy from behind them. A young cotton boy, Dorje. Ash and soot blackened his uniform. His hands, feet and mouth were bound by thick strands of silken webbing. The tentacle of smoke lifted him up by his wrists, dangling him before the robed woman, and then threw him at Zifeng's swollen feet. Tell me where to find the prison, or my sister will devour the boy. Konihashi sighed. It left him no choice. 
He knew the Onrio would come for him, but he had hoped they would leave the students out of it. It was a foolish old man's hope. He had condemned them all. Look at me, Dorje. The boy's tear-filled eyes met the sages. There was nothing but wild animal fear in them. I am sorry. Konahashi raised his hand and flicked a falling snowflake with his finger. The flake flashed towards Dorje and vanished, piercing his chest and heart as surely as an arrow. The boy tensed and then relaxed, a red stain already seeping into the slush behind him. Konahashi hated it, but he had no choice. The boy's life was nothing compared to the havoc the Onryo would unleash upon the world if he didn't stop them. Oh, that was mean, Zifeng said sulkily, dark spider eyes staring at Konahashi. They taste so much sweeter when alive. Her spider legs were already pouring at Doji's body, silken strands shining in the flickering light as she wrapped a cocoon around his corpse. Konahashi took another step forward, feet crunching the snow behind him. He stood up to his full height and felt his own bow, old bones crack with the strain, his muscles aching with the effort. They thought him weak because he was old, thought him infirm because he stooped. They would soon learn the fifth sage under heaven was still a force unrivaled. I will never give up the prison, not to monsters like you. He let his key flow. Snow and ash blasted away, swirling around him, caught in the invisible currents of his power. Dark wings fluttered above Konahashi, and something heavy thumped to the ground behind him. He glanced over his shoulder and grimaced. The master of the Onryu had come for him. So that's the, uh, the prologue of Spirits of Vengeance, which is the third book in the Mortal Techniques standalone series. Each one is designed to be read completely independently of all the others, so you can start with this one if you so choose. And it's coming out on September 28th. Thank you. This episode is brought to you by our wonderful patrons. If you would like to help support the show and get access to cool bonuses like free advanced reader copies of our new books, feedback on your own writing, ad-free episodes and more, please go to patreon.com forward slash wizards warriors words. You can also find the link to that in our show notes. And as we end this episode, thank you to our special high tier Patreon, Daniel Henderson. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.